everybody. Welcome back to another edition of PD and P-Dubs Unscripted. It's great to be with you once again on this June 14th. Uh, wow, we're right smack in the middle of June, and I think it's one of PD's favorite days. PD, remember what day today is? June 14th? Come on now. Come on. I know you got it in you. Is this the Ryan Sandberg game? Or no, the, no. The Lee Ilya rant? Oh, keep going. It's in you. Uh, am I on the right? Is it the right team? It's not a team. It's got nothing to do with the team today. It's it's about our country. and Is it Flag Day? It is Flag Day oh, today. Flag June 14th day. is Flag Day. That's right. It does say that on my calendar. <laughs> I got him. I, for, I was just thinking, you know, because we always make jokes about, you know, Ryan Sandberg game. Yes, and yes. The Lee Ilya rant. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean, uh, PD is always talking about, you know, when it's Flag Day and, and this and that. He's such a patriot. And uh, so I just thought it, it would just, It'll, like, ooze right out of you. It just wasn't dawning on me. You know? <laughs> you know, for the Big Bang Theory fans out there, I think Sheldon Cooper would be mad at me for his fl- fun with flag segment that I don't remember it's Flag Day. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, hopefully you're uh, proudly wearing your or waving your flag today on this uh, glorious flag day to give thanks for our freedom that we enjoy in this in this country. And uh, so we're here with a faith intersections conversation. Uh, PD and I have kind of come up with a couple of things that we've seen on social media with regards to athletics. Uh, once again, it's kind of a favorite topic of ours where we find people in the sports arena uh, sharing their faith. Right, and it's not like we go out of the way. It's just the people we follow on Twitter because yeah. even the first uh, sound clip we're going to play for you guys, which is about two and a half, three minutes, I didn't see it until you sent it to me, so I must not follow the right people on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, I I rarely open Twitter you know, uh, maybe a couple times a week, and I happened to open it this morning while we're recording, and uh, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And so just to give you a little backdrop, um, this is a press conference uh, for the Women's uh, College World Series, where currently the Oklahoma Sooners are playing the Florida State Seminoles. Seminoles. Yes. Um, I wanted to go play ball there at Florida State. They were one of my top choices. Did you like the uniforms? I just knew Florida State was good in baseball because it's in Florida. And the other place I wanted to go was Arizona State. But, you know, just, uh, you know, the, the dowry of the family funds just mm. couldn't handle that. What about Oklahoma State? Well, Oklahoma State, it wasn't on my radar as a baseball team. But they had a good ba- They had one of the best college baseball players a little bit after you would have went through college. Really? Right around here. Oh, college. well, Big Hurt. No, right? he's Auburn. Oh, Auburn. Uh, no, Robin Ventura. Oh, Robin, <laughs> Robin Ventura was a. I didn't realize he that. He was a Oklahoma State cowboy. Like when I was on Vicarage and I went to one of the. Well, I went to two Oklahoma State football games, once against Grambling and once against Texas. But the one against Grambling, I got there and it was like, I think it was a faith day and walking around like kind of almost like their gym. And they had like, you know, they had a Robin Ventura little stuff of his uniform and stuff because I think he might have had like some College World Series records or something. Would you hold it against me? And is it bad to have an image of like when you mentioned his name that um, the image that came to my mind was him in a headlock by Nolan Ryan getting pummeled in the face on the pitcher's mound after he charged the pitcher's mound? Well, I think a lot of people remember that. But the guy was in a rock and a hard place. Like either he gets beat up by a 40 year old Nolan Ryan or he like 
lets it you go. Know, lets it go. Yeah. Or he beats him. So like. So he has to man up and 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 charge the mound. Well, you know, um, I'm not a fighter. I'm a pastor. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, well, I was just looking up here. You know, Rob Ventura statistics. He capped off his collegiate career in 1988 by carrying the uh, Oklahoma State, the Pokes, go Pokes, to a school record 61 wins while hitting just a measly 391, 26 homers, and 96 ribbies. But yeah, I knew he had some sort of college record. I thought it was something hitting 400, but he had a 58-game hit streak in college. Wow. So that's even better than Joe DiMaggio's 56 in the majors. Yeah. Granted, you know, it's college. But so, yeah, Rob Ventura, very well-known Oklahoma State but Oklahoma State uh, uh, third baseman there. Mm-hmm. Josh Fields of the White Sox also went to Oklahoma State. He was a quarterback. So I, the Oklahoma State, they're the Sooners. So, no, Oklahoma State is the Pokes, the Cowboys. Go Pokes. O-S-U. Go Pokes. Oh, so I have it totally wrong. It's Oklahoma University is the Sooners, right? Yes. Okay, and so that's this, who this is. Yeah, you this had it right. Okay. Yeah, you had it. I got off when you were talking about wanting to go to Florida State. Okay. I started to bring up Oklahoma State and Rob Ventura for baseball. Okay, so because I'm yeah. like, no, they're Sooners, and you called them Pokes, and I'm like, I'm all confused. No, so Oklahoma State, for those listening, is orange is their main color. Oklahoma University is maroon. maroon. Yeah. Go Sooners. And actually not. I'm not a big Sooners fan. Yeah. You know, I did my one year in Oklahoma and Vicarage, so I have a little tie to there with Oklahoma. And, their fo- you know, football is their big thing. But I guess some college softball is good because they just won. You know, we're recording this on Thursday, June 8th. They just won the first game of the College World Series. And the article had that I saw was a pretty handily win, winning 5 nothing. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess they're on a huge winning streak. I don't pay attention to them either. But, but um, they reference it a little bit in the thing. So maybe let me pull that up real quick if you want to chat. Yeah, for a I'll second. just keep chatting because uh, it came on my Twitter feed this uh, video that we're going to share with you. And it was a press conference um, that usually you think, oh, press conferences are after the game or after they've won the championship. So Petey and I were trying to figure out, you know, are they the champs, you know, and it turns out that this press conference was prior to the series starting, and uh, it was it was three Oklahoma Sooner players, and uh, along with their coach, and uh, they began to talk about um, their approach uh, to uh, the game, and um, how they face adversity, and how they find joy. And what they do. Especially because like, I was looking up as he was talking there. But, yeah, so their win last night against Florida State was their 52nd win in a row. Wow. So 52-game win incredible. streak. So, you know, I thought a 58-game hit streak is impressive. But a 52 win games in a row, you know, that's pretty impressive. I would say they're probably the odds-on favorite in the series, wouldn't right. you? I, I would mean... think in, like, just that, like, like – you know, you think of baseball, it's just a game of chances at time, or one little mistake mm-hmm. can cost you a game. One bad pitch right. could be a three-run home run. Mm-hmm. So that's hats off to them. Right. And so, yeah, so I'm going to play the clip right now so you guys can hear the clip that Pastor P-Dubs found here. ESPN, for, for the players, I know you talked about keeping the joy of the game, but I'm curious, it's a long season, right? And you guys have had the target on your back the entire time, the win streak being number one. 
How do you handle the unique pressure that comes with that? How do you keep the joy for so long when anxiety seems like a thing that could very easily set in? Well, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. And any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. And um, I think coaches said this before, but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated, um, uh, just in a good mindset, uh, no matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around, uh, joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, moments, friendships, and all of that. So uh, I would, that's really the only the only answer to that, because there's no other way that softball can bring you that um, because of how much failure comes in it and just how much of a roller coaster the game can be. One thousand percent agree with Grace Lyons. Um, I went through that my freshman year. I I was so happy to win the college. I've talked about this before, but I was just so happy that we won the College World Series. But I didn't feel joy. I didn't have I didn't know what to do the next day. I didn't know what to do for that following week. I didn't feel filled. And I had to find Christ in that. And I think that is what makes our team so strong is that we're not afraid to lose because if it's not the end of the world if we do lose. Yes, obviously, we've worked our butts off to be here and we want to win. But it's not the end of the world because our life is in Christ and that's all that matters. Yeah, um, I think a huge thing that we've really just latched onto is eyes up. And you guys mm -hmm. see us doing this and pointing up, but we're really like fixing our eyes on Christ. And that's something where like they were saying, you can't find a fulfillment in an outcome, whether it's good or bad. And um, I think that's why we're so steady in what we do and, and our love for each other and our love for the game, because we know this game is giving us the opportunity to glorify God. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think once we figured that out and that was our purpose and everyone was all in with that, um, it's really changed so much for us. And I mean, I know myself, I, I've seen so much of a growth in myself with um, once I turned to Jesus and I realized how he had changed my outlook on life, not just softball, but understanding how much I have to live for, and that's living to exemplify the kingdom. And I think that brings so much freedom. And I'm sure everyone's story is similar, but we all have those great testimonies that have really like shown how awesome it is to play for something bigger. Um, and I think that's just what brings me so much joy. And no matter the outcome, whether we get a trophy in the end or not, we're, this isn't our home. And I think that's what's amazing about it is we have so much more. We have an eternity of joy with our father. And I'm so excited about that. And yes, I live in the moment, but I know this isn't my home. And um, no matter what, my sisters in Christ will be there with me in the end um, when we're with our, our king. So, Patty, uh, you've got to keep your eye on the prize and, and really work with these players on so yeah, so that was just a little bit of the clip there. Like I said, about three minutes. And you now look at us getting all fancy and high tech here. Now getting random clips of audio into the podcast. I know here. it's amazing what you're able to do, PD. I just sit back and marvel. But I mean, what a great witness that they mm -hmm. gave, and like not to be even ashamed of the gospel message. No, just unabashed. Um, you know. Sharing and witness, not holding back. Like I said, when I showed it to you, I thought, I wonder what network they're on. Are they getting interviewed by a Christian network? And it didn't seem like no, it. No, because the guy said, oh, from ESPN. Yeah. So it's an ESPN reporter. So it's a you know, press conference probably going into College World Series. And like, what one of the things that stood out to me initially watching the video when you first showed it to me was like, how big of a smile the first player had when they were talking. Right. That you could see that it was true joy mm -hmm. being able to talk about her faith and the joy. And that is such a great thing she brings up. It was like, you know, joy and happiness are two different things. Right. We A lot of times we equate them to being the same thing, mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily the same thing. 
Yeah, and it's really a good lesson for us all, all of us Christians, that very thing, because day in and day out, you know, I think mostly, no matter whether you're a Christian or not, each human being wants to have some general state of happiness, right, right. of going through the day. But um, as as we learn in our Christian faith, and as she testifies to, happiness is fleeting. Happiness is an emotion, and but, but there is something stronger and long-lasting with joy in Christ. Right. That's really the huge difference is happiness is something for a moment, like like a team winning mm-hmm. a, a championship. Like, I know your happiness in 2016 was... Oh, yeah. I mean, it was more than a moment. It, 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 has, it was built up and it's been lasting. But yes, the emotion of that, you know, I, I, I probably said some things that, you know... <laughs> about how happy I was and that the Lord could call me home at that moment and I'd be fine. But like but that, I what didn't did, mean like, that. But it's know? one of those things like you looking back that you can remember that exact moment of watching Rizzo catch that final ball yep. and the happiness that came over you because the wait was over. Yeah. You know, just like I can remember sitting on the futon in my college dorm room when the Sox clinched when Paulie caught the ball thrown from... Uh, Reba, I believe, at shortstop, I make things failed at that final play. Mm-hmm. But that joy of like, or a happiness of like, I finally see my team win a World Series. And I'm assuming like you, baseball is probably my number one sport because that's the sport I grew up loving as yeah, a kid. for sure. Like I love football and basketball and hockey, but there's something about baseball that's that brings that true happiness because I'm like, that's the sport I, I think of like, I've been a fan of the longest. So seeing my team in there, which I think, they are like my favorite team, them or the Bears. It's always a toss-up kind of day. But seeing them finally win that World Series, right? it brings that happiness. It does. And that happiness is fleeting because, you know, the next season starts and they didn't they didn't win it again. And then, Sox you know, even, starts Sox the even, decline. Sox and, didn't even make the playoffs the year following. Yeah. So it um it is hard to, you know... You know, sustain that joy, but and because it's it really is just emotional happiness uh, for the the achievement that they made and that you're waiting for. Um, but yeah, the, the joy of God's uh, presence in our lives is everlasting, and and that's yeah. where this is really just fantastic about how that is used as a baseline of their approach into the game, which she said and is so true: softball, baseball is a game about failures. Right. You're going to achieve more failure than success in in softball or baseball or any sport, really. Well, think about, like, you know, just MLB. Like, well, actually, I think there is somebody right now on the Marlins hitting that woke up this morning because I saw a tweet that they have just over a 400 batting average, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that means that person has failed 60% of the time. Right. When in previous years, the last few years, it feels like a batting champion hits 330, so you're feeling 70% of the time. Yes. And you're considered an all-star or one of the elites. You're leading the league. Yeah. In, uh, like, it is the craziest thing. So when she brought that up, that, you know, there is a continual failure or lack of success in softball, um, you know, like we've seen any of our players, our favorite players, go through slumps. You know, where they're, you know, one for the last 25 or something. Right. I heard somebody, I can't remember what team it was, we were watching, I might have been watching the Cardinals. Oh, oh can you say that on air? I know. I Well, I, I got to see. You were watching the team they were playing. I wanted to, yeah. 
I wanted to see them lose. Okay. So, but anyway, there was this streak. Someone went three for, I think it was Wilson Contreras. Oh, he, he Wilson hit a home run, and I missed it. And that's I turned it on right after he crossed home plate doing his home run trot. <laughs> but he, before that, I think the announcer said he was something like three for his last 35. Wow. And I'm like, that's a slump. Whew. Well, think about this. So like, we're talking about Rob Ventura's hit streak. So I was like, let's look at Major League. So, you know, Joe DiMaggio, 56, something mm-hmm. everybody says is unbeatable pretty much. Right. So he played 1,736 games in his MLB career, DiMaggio. Mm. So just over 1,700 games. And only in a 56 games in a row did he get a hit. Yeah. Like, so think about that. Like, how many games did he go hitless? Right, right. Yet he's considered a great hitter because of that. And, like, what a small fraction that hit streak was in his overall in career. In the overall, yeah. In his overall at-bats. So, you know, the other cool thing about this uh, press conference was it wasn't just one of the three players on the panel expressing mm-hmm. some kind of faith uh, witness or orientation, but it just kept building from right. one player to the next. And they all kind of seemed like they had it, and not that it was planned out, but how it just flowed so smoothly. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm kind of saving the middle person talking because they were kind of talking about some defeats and that, like yeah. in, in sad time. But that last player to speak where they're like, this is just, you know, a small, like, I'm looking for, like, as much as I'm enjoying this and live for the moment, right? I can't wait for what awaits me in eternity. Yeah. I mean, for a young person to have that sense to say, this is what I'm looking forward to. Like, you're you're ready to step into the biggest sports stage you've ever had in your life, the College World Series. Right. But yet you can sit there and say... I'm looking more forward to meeting my savior. Because think about like your playing days at SIU. Like if you guys were playing for the College World Series, mm-hmm. what would your focus be on? Oh, it would have been all about the the game, the series, you know, and the, the ex- opportunity, and what it would be like to win. Yeah, yeah, it would have. It, I mean, I, my hats go off to these ladies because I don't think I was there. I mean, you know, I couldn't have articulated what they did. I mean, and they're. I mean, I had a faith, but I don't know that I was ready to articulate it like they did. Well, even like I think in seminary doing intramurals, as minor as that is, like yeah. winning that softball championship, that was pretty fun in my fourth year. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're going out on top, you know, and just how fun we had with that. And, you yeah. know, I wasn't necessarily thinking, oh, God, help me win this game. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, man, I want to win because I want to be a champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We. That's funny. I didn't realize you you won your uh, softball league. So did we. Did you? Yeah, it was an in-town league, and uh, so we did quite well. Oh, this wasn't in-town. This was intramurals against our fellow classmates. Oh, okay. But one of my classmates, Matt, he was like 6'8", and he was a minor former minor league baseball player. Mm. So he would just hit bombs. Yeah. And he would throw, like, he was our shortstop. And I felt like if he threw me the ball at home, I'm like, I got to catch this or I need to get out of the way because it's going to hurt really bad. Mm -hmm. Because I think, like, last I heard, like, he topped off before he got, after he got injured. And that's what ended his minor league career in throwing in the 80s. And I was like, whew, if he's throwing that softball at 80 miles per hour, I need to catch this or I'm going to get out of the way because I'm going to get hurt. But so, but yeah, so in the grand scheme, that means nothing. It's not like, 
there's things walls at the seminary saying, here's the intramural champions, you know, mm-hmm. Canaanite fighting yeah, caterpillars. Exactly. Yeah. Unlike them, if they win, continue with this winning streak and win, their name will go on forever being like college World Series champion. Right, right. But that's secondary. And uh, some, some of the comments that I'm seeing, it says, uh, one person comment, I never thought I would say this, but I'm a Sooner softball fan now. Wow. Uh, another person writes, young athletes, take notes. Your joy is not found in wins and losses, but rather Jesus. Um, right. And uh, Patty is the best coach on and off the field. God bless her and these ladies. I definitely want them to win another natty, but these girls know the ultimate goal in life, which is awesome. And that was the other thing I saw. The 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 countenance of the coach smiling. She just sat silently looking straight ahead, but she was so uh, pleased with her um, athletes uh, and their witness. Right, and that's what's amazing and like, we didn't talk, I said it was kind of skip over the middle person because they kind of talk about, you know, like, you know, it's good when you win, everybody mm-hmm. can be thankful, which kind of ties to the video clip when I, after I watched you showing me that, I thought of what I saw, the Boston Celtics coach quote, uh, he was on a video last week after they got knocked out of the NBA playoffs, you know, chance to go to the championship. Right. And so, you know, his name is Joe Mazzula. And so here's his clip talking. This one's a little bit short. It's maybe about 45 seconds to a minute talking about kind of his thoughts after the game. And his gets a little deep and pretty serious at, right from the beginning. So let's play that. Okay. Is there something you're doing over the last 48 hours to keep yourself away from just being consumed with this? Are you watching different movies? This Honestly, I met three girls under the age of 21 with terminal cancer. And I thought I was helping them by talking to them and they were helping me. And so having an understanding about what life is really all about and watching a girl dying uh, and smiling and enjoying her life, that's what it's really all about, and having that faith. You know, the other thing is you always hear people, um, you know, give glory to God and say thank you when they're holding a trophy. But you never really hear it in times like this. And so for me, it's an opportunity to just sit right where I'm at and just be faithful. That's what it's about. But even his testimony, like, Talking about like the seriousness, and there is a little jump cut between him talking about the people with terminal cancer, and then that last kind of part of it. There is a little jump cut I noticed that time watching, I could see it was split. But like saying, like, you know, basketball, as much as it's a great thing in a sense, is what I'm getting at. Like, how important it is to be playing to get into the NBA finals. There's real life issues out there. Here's these three young people dying of cancer. Yeah, they got a whole different kind of battle going on, you know, like they're fighting. For their lives and uh and they're ultimately from a world point of view they're gonna lose right. right but you know in their faith they're victorious and and no one's no one's hoisting a trophy for them you know right. like and so yeah what a lesson that is again from another young person like to to show their faith in the midst of complete and utter adversity, you know, when, when they know their health is so bad that they're probably going to succumb to them. Right. And just cause you said he's a young person. I was like, well, how old is the coach of the Celtics? Joe Mazzola? Oh, I meant the pace, the, the kids. That he oh, visited. sorry. Yeah. But even him, he's only 34 years old. With yeah. That coach. So. Yeah. Wow. That's, so that's the maturity level there for, yeah. And he's achieved quite a bit in his, in his life already. 
Right, and like, and it's that last. I mean, that first part stands out, but even that last part when he's talking about the whole idea of like, it's easy to give thanks when you're holding the trophy. Mm-hmm. Meaning, hey, when you win the championship, it's easy to give thanks to God. Yeah, because you hear people say that, right? Yeah, and, and sometimes you wonder if it's just in a sense lip service that they don't really. But it's, oh, this just sounds good. Right, right. But then he, when he goes in, but when you lose, you don't. And you know, think about it. I've seen plenty of post-game conferences and watching sports. How often do you hear the team after they lose say, thank God for that game. Thank you for the right. loss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just contrary to what you would expect. And for him to gain this perspective and to share it, I mean, like when he first came out and said, you know, I, I didn't know where he was going with what he was saying. And then he just like takes you down into this very deep, thoughtful uh, thing for us all to consider, like what is important in life. Right. And and so for him to get rid of all the distraction and all the pressure of what he's going through in the NBA um, playoffs and, and losing, right. he, he's, he's getting redirected through someone's suffering. You know, right, and I think there is something with him because, like, he talks about they ask him about like movies or something, mm-hmm. and I think that stems from like something about, and I'm just looking up the quote that okay, he says that he watches the movie The Town four times a week, and it broke me, and so, and I don't know if it's something because it's uh, him watching The Town because. He said, it's three simple rules. I had to watch The Town four times. I refused to watch it once and then lie about seeing it three more. I was not allowed to look at my phone while watching The Town. I had to be consumed by it. Every time I watched The Town, I had to notice at least one new thing. And mm. so, like, and for those that don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen The Town. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's up there for one of my top probably ten movies that okay. I've seen. But it's uh, set in South Boston and it's Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, Blake Lively, John Hamm, but uh, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner are, are bank robbers, so they're robbing banks in Boston area. Mm-hmm. So it's all about these bank robberies. So I think that's what they're talking that he watches them maybe to kind of just zone out from everything. And so he was watching that. So he's like, yeah, you know, I put all that. Here's the real life. You know, I, mm-hmm. it's not about this movie. It's not about the game. It's about real life. People have their struggles. Mm-hmm. And then to say, hey, and even at the end, he's like, I'm just sitting there in quiet stillness and right. faithfulness, reminding me to be still and know that I'm the Lord, mm-hmm. your God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and really, that's that's a great psalm to go to because it um, it talks about how the world is just kind of spinning out of control, right, in the Psalm 46 and how you find your center in being still and knowing that he is God. So you kind of just hand all of that crazy chaotic stuff that you're in the middle of over to him. And uh, yeah, you kind of get that sense from this coach. Right. And both, even even the Oklahoma Sooners softball team, like think of all the chaos in their world, even though it's in a sense good chaos. Yeah, yeah. But all that pressure, because do you really want to be the team to lose and break that winning streak? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to be the one to bust it? That adds to it, certainly. Because if they didn't have that on their back, like just carrying that, um, yeah. I mean, it would be enough pressure just to enter into the College World Series finals. But it's like, 
oh, you're going to have this incredible record, and then what if you blow it? Kind of like the Patriots that went undefeated in the regular season and mm-hmm. lost in the Super Bowl. Right. Of all the losses, that's the one that truly matters. Like, if I was that t- Patriots team, I would have rather not gone 16-0 and mm-hmm. and lost and won in the Super Bowl. or even Kind of like the Bears did. Right. They lost to Miami, right? Or even... The Golden State Warriors team that went seventy three and nine, I believe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which beat the Bulls' record of seventy two and ten for the best NBA regular season. Right, but they, but didn't. they didn't win the championship. So, what would you rather have? Seventy two wins and a championship, or seventy three wins and not the championship? Easy answer. Yeah, championship all day long. Right, right, and uh, so, so that's the pressure these girls have. Mm-hmm. But even that, like that one, like, like I said, the second girl that talked for us, uh, Oklahoma State OU. Where she was kind of like, you know, you know, even if we lose, it's okay. Yeah. And having that mindset, because I don't know if, you know, I know how I am when I play sports. I hate losing. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to be the mistake or, like, putting that on that pressure. Like, you know, I think we've talked about bowling maybe a little bit on here and, like, getting a 200 game. I've only done that once in bowling. Right. But in that moment when I'm getting closer, the nerves get there and I just choke because I'm thinking too much about it. And not just being still and just enjoying the moment, which the one girl too talked about on there, where she's like, "We're just enjoying the moment. I live in the moment, but ultimately, I know it waits for eternity." Yeah, it, it is really. Um, it's getting to the point of like letting go of things that you can't control. And uh, I've been reading this book by Max Lucado called "Traveling Light," and it's all about like not carrying burdens that aren't meant for you to carry. And so like this 52 game winning streak, while it is amazing and awesome, at some point you're hearing it in their voice or we're talking about it, it has to become a burden. You're carrying this, okay, when we got we got to win the next one or when will it break? When when will the streak come to an end? And you as a player must be like, well there's expectation now placed upon us to win and keep winning and keep winning. So right, wrong, or otherwise, somebody, it's human nature to hoist on that burden and put it on your back and say, we're not going to be the one to lose, you know. And uh, she has an awesome perspective because she's traveling light. She's not heaping that burden of that win streak upon her. And just like having a really – good understanding like it's going to happen we're going to lose somewhere right. along the way and and when we do it's not the worst thing in the world you know and it could be right in this series right and i think that ties to what joe Missoula of boston celtics coach was saying like hey yes we lost but like we were saying there's more important things out there mm-hmm. but ultimately it's all about god and being being faithful knowing that he's there yeah i wonder you know in sports there's always these press conferences after the game, before the game, and and I know you know they play in seasons, and sometimes they play every day, but you know more more so in the pros, they have to answer the press every day, right? Right. I wonder if you know your average person after doing their job, whatever they do, you know, if they came home and there was somebody, you know, apart from their family, saying, "Oh, how was your day?" Right. And the and the standard answer was oh, it's fine or it's okay. Well, there a, another saying, day, another dollar. Well, you were saying that. I was thinking, what what if somebody came up to you after you got done preaching? Yeah, be like, hey, Pastor Warren, how'd you feel about that sermon? Uh, yeah, <laughs> or or any other day in the life of, of our work. How did you get past that distraction? Yeah, 
Like, how was your day? You know, and like, how did you do that? And that uh, that oh, would be something. Oh man, you really blew it on this. Yeah. You know, how, yeah. What were you thinking in what that? What were you mo- thinking in that moment when you said that to that person? <laughs> you know, or, yeah. I oh. mean, that, that's just to, that alone to answer that. Um, I think that that's a good thing to think about. Like, am I going to let the joy that I have in God be affected at all by the circumstances of the day? And uh, I'll confess, sometimes I allow that to happen. Oh, I know I do. And so, you know, you got to reach deep down and find that joy again. Right. Like, you know, and I've used this, talked about this before, but you're talking about that traveling light from the Max Lucado book of like giving it over to God. But our problem, at least my problem, is I say, okay, God, here it is. But then, like, five minutes later, I'm like, well, let me take it back. Yeah, God, let me I take can, it back. Yep. You're I, right. I just can't give it over. No. And like, that's why one of my favorite verses in the Bible comes from the Sermon Out. And Jesus, is like, who of you can add an hour of your day by worry? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I know that. But putting it into practice isn't always the easiest. Yeah. Sufficient is the day of that, you know, sufficient is the worry of the day. So just. Think about what's right in front of you. All right. So good stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to us today and uh, joining us for this uh, faith intersection. And uh, and uh, we hope that it's been a blessing to you. Mm-hmm.